You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's The New Normal After Show. Hello, everyone! Woo! Yeah, it's a party in here. It, it, yeah, there's music this time. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another recap of The New Normal for you AfterBuzz fans. This is Season 1, Episode 6, Brian Zilla. Great episode. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli. And I'm Kristen Burt, joining Lauren. We're excited to be here. Yes, we are very excited to buzz about this lovely, lovely show. So tonight, we dealt with a lot of issues surrounding marriage thoughts and views on marriage and commitment and we had a little fake wedding that was happening too which was pretty cute the best way to have a fake wedding with a nine-year-old and like all the works right oh it was great i mean that was amazing catering the whole nine custom dress i mean yeah the leaf dress so super cute so i think that commitment was kind of brought up a lot in this episode and i think you know there's different ways to look at what what a commitment means. I mean, you can get married and marriage is a commitment, but, you know, they brought up a lot of people get divorced. Um, And then having a family is almost like the ultimate commitment because that's like forever. So it was it was definitely interesting to see the different points of view, gay or straight, about what commitment meant, especially to Brian and to David and how they differed. What did you think about that, Kristen? Yeah, I mean, I think what was really interesting is that Ryan Murphy, each and every week, doesn't just present. He's not trying to slap you over the head with, like, it just should be gay marriage and that's it. He presents many, many sides of the coin because, you know, you're talking about um, single mothers. You're talking about people that don't believe in gay marriage but also have their own divorces. And so sometimes you sit there and think if they think marriage is, you know, the ultimate in terms of commitment but they can't do it themselves in terms of holding that commitment – what does that mean? And why, you know, these two gay men are together, so why can't they get married? So it it brings all these different questions and issues into the fold. And that that's what I do love about the writing on this show. And I think that it raised some really great questions over a nine-year-old's pretend wedding. Exactly. It brought out where this all really comes from and what to teach a child and who believes in what. And we saw um, a lot of different funny little um excerpts of like, for example, Nana was obviously having a problem with, she's, every episode she has a problem. She's having a problem with this pretend wedding happening between Wilbur, the character that we've seen before, and Shania, and how they just get each other and they're having this pretend wedding. And of course, the, you know, open-minded, progressive parents that, or, you know, well, David and Brian aren't Shania's parents, but they act sort of as the other side to the the mother 
uh, that uh, Goldie is. And they're sort of trying to just let her, yeah, okay, let's just have this pretend wedding. If that's what you want, go for it. Of course, Nana has a problem. And there's a funny little part where Nana rounds up a couple of girls at school and says, "The re- I handpicked you girls because I noticed the Romney stickers on your parents' bumpers. And, you know, they are regurgitating some of the things that the other side, Nana's side, kind of feels like, you know, um, they, they always do those little aside interviews. Mm-hmm. And some of those little girls were like, well, my uncle was gay, but we cured him. And now he's a youth pastor. <laughs> they were just- I, do, I know the, like the ridiculous part of marriage when they can cure people of homosexuality, which doesn't exist. People, <laughs> I will yeah. say that, that uh, is a yeah. blanket statement. It doesn't exist. You're either gay or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that. And, uh, or, well, that's what I believe. And, um, science will tell ex- you that. Exactly. What? Exactly. Big up to that one. Holla. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Nana also sort of gave a shout out to the one million moms in this episode, too. She said, now, before you girls to these same little girls at school that we're referring to now, before you girls become part of one million moms, let's just get this straight. And she's kind of laying down the, the rules. But what I kind of like, I'm going back to with what you were saying before, Kristen, is that Ryan Murphy, he he definitely brings in all sides of the argument and they're from an informed side and he makes fun of he makes fun of the gay progressive you know democratic standpoint as well he pokes fun at that too i mean he's you know throwing stereotypes in there as well he has to i think he has to otherwise you're going to alienate 50 percent of your audience right then and there and that doesn't change minds or that doesn't even open people's minds so yeah and i think it's nice to see two informed opinions who can also laugh at themselves come together and have an argument or a debate throughout the show. That's basically what's happening. And I think Ellen Barkin is like the perfect character to do that because she's just so like, she has that harsh delivery and she really just goes for it. But I do like that her character, Nana, is smart. She's not just like being a bigot and being, you know, ignorant. She, I don't agree with the things she says, but she has her own viewpoint and they come from a valid place in her mind. And I think it's interesting to see how she views commitment. And she had a problem with commitment because she was saying, well, you're, you know, what kind of example you're setting for your daughter. And Goldie said, I know, I know you don't agree with Brian and David's relationship. And she said, no, it's not that it's you and I, we came from two broken marriages and were her direct example. And plus now you have these these gay guys parading in front of her, which she has a problem with. But I thought that was interesting for her to kind of take responsibility because sometimes we see her pointing fingers at other people. Right. And you don't want that hypocrisy or anything um, because sometimes, you know, she's saying her way is better um, than having Brian and David together. Yet at the same time, she's still saying, I, I didn't get it right with my marriage. That didn't work either. Right. And, you know, I, I think the point is really across at least on my side, but across the board, though, it's better just to have a two-parent home, no matter whether it's, you know, male-female, female-female, male-male. It doesn't matter. I think it's better for any child to have two parents in the household. It doesn't work that way perfectly in our society at all. So, you know, I'm glad that they had Nana aware of it and at least um, finding fault in, you know, being a one-parent household. Yeah, regardless of what the two-parent side could be. Correct. And I think that I also liked, again, we talk about this often in the show, that David and Brian are so different and that Brian plays the more feminine woman in the relationship and that David is like the man and the more masculine man, the stereotype. And in this episode, we saw it again. 
Brian was very, very all about wanting to get married. I love when they do this flashback scenes, by the way. And they did a flashback scene of David and Brian at dinner. Clearly, they had just started dating. They were making references to, like, J-Lo and Ben Affleck being together. So we know that they were back in time. (laughs) And Madonna and Guy Ritchie. And what's funny about the Guy Ritchie thing watching it today, Guy Ritchie got engaged, like, (gasps) yesterday. Oh, no. To his baby's mama. Baby mama. In real life, um, they had a baby last fall, and she's pregnant again with (gasps) their second baby. I know they're going to have like babies like a year apart, basically. Wow. But it's just kind of ironic. Very how current. Yeah. Into the story. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that he was just engaged. Well, look at Breaking that. Breaking news here on After Buzz. Breaking news. Dun, dun. Yeah. But um, but I, I thought that I love the flashback scenes. I think they're super cute. And we get to see kind of how, you know, little snippets into how they met. And we find out right then and there that Brian is totally fine. He wants to get married and all of that. But David, not so much. He said he has the standpoint of not until he's like the Brangelina, not until everyone can get married. Do I want to get married? But then David or Brian comes back with, well, what about having kids? And he said, David said, well, now that I could go for it. With the right guy. With the right guy. Which was clearly Brian. But you know what's so interesting? And I'm watching this storyline sort of evolve as as we get into more and more episodes. But David, in some ways, is more like Nana than you would think in terms of being a little bit more conservative. Yes. You know, having very strong opinions yes. and everything else. He's a little bit more um, malleable and changing his opinions and things like that. Yes. However, um, it's it's interesting to watch that, you know. Well, didn't we touch on the episode um not the last episode, but the episode before. I'm forgetting the title of it, but it was Obama Mama or something like that. D- didn't we kind of um, he, he's he alluded, for Romney. alluded that he was voting for Romney? So, yeah, I mean, yes, there are some similarities there. And I, again, I like that Ryan Murphy plays with the boundaries here. He doesn't just make, yeah, we might see the, the two boys being the stereotypical gay couple with like one's the woman and one's the man. But you know what? He doesn't make his gay couple very stereotypical in every detail, whereas here, David is not like some super left-wing, uber-liberal, you know, guy. He he could have a Republican point of view. Or, Absolutely. And, and obviously that is quite possible. Yeah, and he's a gay Republican. Closeted gay Republican. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, so exactly. Interesting. So I, I like that, and I like, again, how... Um, again, with the the dynamic between David and Brian, how we get to see that, you know, Brian really, really wants to get married. And he's obviously acting out all of these fantasies as he's planning this fake wedding for Shania. I mean, going the whole nine, getting lamb sliders and cake pops and like. Who did they invite? Willow Smith, who declined. She declined. But they had a tasting menu. They did a tasting menu before they even, you know, came up with the official menu. So clearly he's manifesting all these wants and needs. And as the episode goes on, David sees how much this means to him. And again, with his malleable point of view, he sort of turns at the end. But but when he did finally propose, which was the cutest Scene. I mean, first of all, I just love Justin Barth. <laughs> he is so, I love them all, but he is just so freaking dreamy. And he gets down on one knee, and I was like, oh my God. Is he in your top five? You know what? I think he is now. I think so. I'm I think starting he, to think it. I he think might he, be. I mean, maybe an alternate moving up into the, the five space. Because, you know, you have to have an alternate. He could be, no, you know what? He's up there. Who am I kidding? I yeah. love him. I know every episode that we watch together. He, I'm just like, I fall more and more in love with him. But he was so cute. So he he brings um, 
Brian into the, the office because he wants to ask him a very important question, but he needs to do it in front of the baby. So they have Goldie there hooked up to the ultrasound. The baby's heartbeat starts and he's down on one knee proposing. And he that's where it kind of all ties up in a pretty little package. He says... I, I want to be with you. I want to, will you, will you be my husband? And, and, um, Brian says, but you don't believe in marriage. And he says, but I believe in family and family's the ultimate commitment. And you believe in marriage and I believe in us. And it was so freaking cute. I almost died. And that was, I, I like how they kind of, they mended their, their beliefs together right there. Because yeah, family is the ultimate commitment. I know people who have babies before they get married and mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? It doesn't have to be done like one plus one equals two. I mean, you're going to have a kid with somebody. That's like. That's a, that's a forever commitment. Forever. I mean, and of course, some people might say that it's wrong to think of marriage as not a forever commitment because it technically it should be. But right. it's a piece of paper and you can get divorced. And in, in this day and age, it's very easy to get divorced. Cut it off. A child is a life. Absolutely. It's a different story. So I thought I liked um, I liked that family versus marriage commitment thing. I thought that was an interesting way to bring that all out. Yeah, and again, you know, it's it's raising a lot of election year topics and things like that that a lot of people are debating. Yes. Um, and you know, everyone has their opinions. There's not really any middle ground, unfortunately, in our country anymore. But um, but I think Ryan Murphy's been doing a nice job of you know showing us both sides and and why people believe what they do. Yeah, I think I think that that's why I like watching this show. I like seeing it all. I'm I'm you know, a very even keel type girl. I like to see all the sides of the argument. And I think this is a really great representation with, with also being funny and throwing a little stereotype in here and there, you know, I mean, he makes it interesting. I think some of his stereotypes have softened a little bit. Um, as we get episode six, we're in the sixth week because I felt like we were being hit. And I know AJ, when he's been here, has talked a little bit about those stereotypes. We've been hit over the head with a, a few of them. And I, I feel like, you know, with brand new shows, it does take usually about four episodes for the writers to settle into the characters, for the actors to feel comfortable and to the whole cast to gel together. And I, I think it's nice that they're, yeah, there's some stereotypes there, but they're softening it a little they're bit. They're softening. They're for comic relief. And I do, I think that, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I feel like, like, for example, like a show like Friends, which was an, a great, great sitcom, one of the best, I think. You watch the first episode and you're like, whoa, all their characters are like way overboard, like way like you feel like they're hitting you over the head with like, hi, I'm Ross and hi, I'm Monica. I'm super neurotic. And like it's funny, but you don't know until you look back. I mean, what was it? 11 seasons of Friends? 12 seasons of Friends? I think it was definitely 9 or 10. I don't know if it maybe it was 11. I don't know. I, mean, I should know. I have I'll all look of it up the, for you. The, yeah. But anyway, you look back and you see these actors and these characters evolve so greatly. And I think that we are, you're absolutely right. We are already seeing that evolution. Like maybe at first it was kind of a, a, a controversial topic and, and a controversial show idea. And I think maybe they just sort of like laid it out there for you. And now they're sort of settling. You're getting to know, you know, when Nana walks in the room, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. And, and that's really a, a big deal because it's one of those that um, if you just keep it the same as the first couple episodes, you're never really going to find that nice groove and you're never going to find that, that middle ground where you get to those sweet spots where you discover what the characters are really about and right. where the story's going. Yeah. And I love that Ryan Murphy always sneaks in, like we talked about again, and um, Ali Adler, the other creator of the show, ha- little, little short little stories about 
something very personal about the characters. And we see it in those flashbacks, or we see it when Nana talks about her husband catching her husband with another man. It's it's a kind of a way to counterbalance those really funny, comical, like very stereotypical moments, because then you get to see who they really are and not who they're living on the surface trying to, you know, banter with each other. So I again, it's just, I honestly, I really do think that the writing is really really awesome on the show because it just it sort of it it gets every sort of aspect involved every side of the argument personal things surface things I just really like this show, obviously. This is good, though. No, I mean, it's good. And, and, you know, I think NBC is seeing it, too. And that's why they picked Mm -hmm. it up for a full season order last week. And, you know, it it does make a difference um, because they're starting to probably see they get the advanced episodes so they can see them ahead of time. But they see where the storyline's going. And you just kind of have to trust the writers. Yes. They're going to they know what these characters are going to do and where they go. And then the actors do such a good job of portraying them all. I love it. Did you find anything about? Yeah, it was 10, uh, 94 to 2004. So 10. Darn it, I was off. Speaking of looking things up, we on your phones or on your computers, we love when you go to iTunes and you rate and comment. And we love hearing what you have to say and all your tweets and all your amazing feedback, good and bad keeps the lights on here for us so please please go to itunes and rate and comment and let us know what you think yes i always respond to comments so yeah feel free to like let us know what you want to hear what you want us to discuss keep the convo going yep absolutely love it okay and and then also we've touched on this a little bit with shania's fake wedding and the issues and and sort of we we did um kind of talk about this a little bit but the the issues that it brings up between a lot of the characters in the show, David and Brian and their differences and all of that. What did you did you what did you think was going to happen? Because at first the, he kind of laid it out. He was like, look, uh, I, you know, I on the date on the flashback, I don't want to get married. And, and Brian was like, I do. What did you think was going to happen? Did you think he was going to propose at the end? Because I did not think it was going to go down like that. I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. So yeah. that was a little bit of like wrapping up the storyline with the neat little bow. So. <laughs> You know, sometimes I, I like that, but sometimes it can be a little cheesy. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a sweet scene and a sweet ending to the episode, but at the same time, I may, I think I probably would have preferred this discussion. Stretch yeah, stretch it out for maybe two or three episodes, have a nice little arc to it, right? Because it really um, wrapped up very quickly. It did wrap up very quickly. I was surprised that they did that. I think it would have been interesting to stretch it out a little, but maybe that's more of like a dramatic standpoint. I don't know if the, the sitcom writing has a formula. Maybe that doesn't. I I don't know, maybe not, but I will say, though, they kind of got me in that last scene. I just think that they are so genuine. Uh, Justin Bartha and Andrew Rannells are so genuine together. Great chemistry. And I cannot take my eyes off of them when they're together. And, like, the tears welling up in their eyes, just, like... I don't know. I just feel like it was so... Well, they sold it. I mean, you believe that they're a couple. A hundred percent sold it. I don't feel like I am watching a gay couple. I feel like I'm just watching two people in love like I would a man and a woman or even a woman and a woman. I don't... It's no different to me. Right. They sell it. It's also because of my beliefs, but I think just they sell it so well. You just see their genuine human feelings and you can't... It doesn't matter who, what they are or who they believe or what they believe in, but I just... It was a little cheesy to wrap it up like that, I will say, but 
I just think they are so damn cute. Yeah, and I think that they write the the relationship very well because it is genuine and they do have their differences. It's not every day is like sunny and, you know, sunshine and roses. It's one of those things that they do have challenges. They don't necessarily agree all of the time, um, but they're able to either compromise or find a resolution to their differences. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you see the sweetness uh, to their relationship because Bottom line, at the end of the day, they truly love each other. Yes. And I, I like that they've really um, brought Goldie and Shania into the fold. And they, you know that they truly love them, too. Yeah. And they didn't, they, and they do, and they're very, like, they want to include them in everything. And I think that's so super cute. And um, I think it's nice to see the relationship between Goldie and Shania kind of blossom within that, like, family home that they've been given through the boys even though Nana comes in and kind of disturbs the peace a little bit. And, you know, Goldie tried to send Nana home this this episode. Send her right back to Ohio. She was like, go, go home. And she, Nana's like, fine, I'm going back to my hotel. And she was like, no, I mean go back to Ohio. But, of course, Nana, there. I mean, there's no... Nana likes that hotel, though. She She's getting down and dirty in that hotel. She has had some action in that hotel. And it was um, interesting to see. I think Ellen Barkin is so beautiful. I'm like, whoa, dude, she's... She's stunning. She's smoking. She's stunning. Um, they had Ellen Barkin and Nene Leakes, I think, last week on Andy Cohen's Ugh. Watch What Happens Live Together on Bravo TV. Love that. They've got great chemistry. You can tell that this entire cast yeah. really likes each other. They get along well. Um, and they're, I mean, clearly Nene Leakes comes from a reality show background, but they've been, and Ellen Barkin is a Tony Award winner. And you sit yeah. there and go, but they're all very, again, accepting of differences and, and really welcoming to um, the set and to the show. And I think that's kind of fascinating. It does, it, that we've, and we have touched on this before too. They all come from such different backgrounds. Like Justin Barth has been in movies and Andrew Rannell's in, in theater and Ellen Barkin the same. And obviously Nene in reality TV. And it is so interesting to see how that just all like melts together so nicely. It really does. And and I find it fascinating too that uh, Nene Leakes was saying she did the current season of Atlanta Housewives. So she did that concurrently while shooting the that's new normal. That's right. That would make sense because that's airing right now yep. on Bravo. And I think Nene, I was gonna very interested to see how this was gonna play out with her and how she was gonna be. I think she's great. She's great. It does it doesn't bother me. I don't it, I, it doesn't take me out of the show, and I no. think that's really genius. Not only uh, it says a lot about Nini's acting, but it also you know speaks volumes about the writing on the show. I don't sit there and think, oh, she's going to have a fight with Kim Zolciak, and yeah. you know they're going to sit there and pull each other's weaves out and like whatever <laughs> and else call they each do. other heifers, heifers, whatever they do. Yeah, and uh, that that's really a, an amazing skill. I mean, the casting you have to give it up to the casting on that one because they found someone who has a big personality and knows how to just be honest. Yep. You know, I, I, I love I love the dynamics of the show, all the characters, the story, all of it, I think, is great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just very excited that it got picked up. Yeah, very I am excited. Too. You know what I thought was really interesting in the show, too? And we just saw a little glimpse of this, um, but that Clint, which is Rocky's and Nene Leakes's brother, uh, came in to officiate yes. the fake wedding. But um, we kind of learned that he had called her for a date. Now, I had assumed, given the last episode, that he just was, he was out. He, you know, he found out having a baby. And, and he was like, I'm yeah. out. But clearly it was Goldie that put the brakes on the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I like that he came back into the picture and was sort of like, hey, I came here just to see you. Sweet. So that is something that they kind of dangled for us there. 
They didn't wrap that one in a pretty little bow this this episode. Which is good. I'm glad. That one, I think, especially where she's pregnant and everything else and she's new to California, mm-hmm. I do feel like that relationship needs to evolve slowly. It shouldn't just be like, okay, great, and, and here's then, your yeah. new daddy and let's get married. Right. And they also touched on the custody battle that's happening, too. And we just a little bit. We don't know where that's going, but we do know that it's still dangling. It still hasn't been figured out yet. Goldie still is sort of waiting to see if she needs to go back to Ohio and address anything. Um, so that's still in the play, but they didn't really, they didn't really touch on that that much either. So we'll see where that. My guess is that they're going to play this out all season and that the custody battle comes to a climax and the season finale. Okay. Like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Prediction early here. No, that was an early prediction, but But I just thought of it. It was a lightning bolt. Sorry. Uh, You know, (laughs) it, it just, we just say what we think when it comes naturally. Yes. For you. And, and that was, that was, Perfect example right here, folks. <laughs> All yes. right. Well, do we want to talk about the uh, the lineup, the, the our new lineup, our yes. fall lineup? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I know a lot of you have been watching our, the new normal, but we have a whole fall slate here at AfterBuzz TV that we're really excited about. Over fifty shows. Everything you can think of. I know that Nashville's debuting tomorrow. and I'm hosting that one. Thank you very much. Oh, good for you. That's I know. an awesome show. Um, I've got Dancing with the Stars that oh. I'm doing on Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Pacific time. So that'll be 10 p.m. Eastern for you guys on the East Coast. Um, and we've been bringing in a lot of guests oh, on the sure. show, which has been fun. That's so fun. I love that show. We had a bunch of the dancers from the troupe last <gasps> week. So oh. I know. And they gave us, they were very loose-lipped, which was kind of fun. So we got a lot of the inside scoop. So if you don't see something on the list for our false eight and you want it and you want us to discuss it, let us know afterbuzztv.com and because we'd love to cover it. Yeah, we, we try and cover everything. We love talking about all the fun, good new shows that are on TV. And we definitely want to hear if there's something out there that you think we're missing. You've got a good one with Nashville, though. Nashville's good fun. Show. America's Next Top Model I do, too. And that's fun because we get the eliminated uh, guests to call in. And some of those guests or some of those contestants are really loose-lipped, too. And so you get to hear a lot about what goes on behind the scenes. Reality TV has a lot going on behind the so scenes. Much. So it's so interesting. So please, please let us know if there's something you want us to to buzz about here at After Buzz TV or just watch the ones we have. We have 50 shows to pick from, so I'm sure we'll cover something that you watch. We've got something for you. We've something, something for everyone. For, right? <laughs> okay, well, let's get into a little bit of uh, news and gossip, let's shall we? Let's do it. After Buzz TV News. Okay, well, as Kristen said earlier, NBC just greenlit the new normal for a full freshman season. Woohoo! Ba-bam! That's right. So excited about that because it's a very controversial controversial show, and we weren't sure that it was going to get very far. The ratings dropped a little. Yeah, they were a little soft. Yeah. And, and it's dropping, you know, Go On, which is Matthew Perry's show, which airs right before it, has had a little stronger ratings, and then it sort of dropped off for the new normal. But I'm glad that NBC sees the benefit and sees the yeah. writing and sees the quality of the show, so they're going to stick it out for season one. That's awesome. And they, yeah, I think their plan was sort of to come in strong after the Olympics, you know, and, and kind of get that moment to keep that momentum going. And, you know, yeah, it, they, they hit us in the face with some risky stuff, but we love it. We love Ryan Murphy. So we're very, very glad all of you super fans out there full season waiting for you. Also, I read a very interesting article that Ellen Barkin, um, it was a little interview and it was on yahoo tv.com and she sort of talked about how very passionate 
she is about her role as Nana. And she says it was just like a really easy yes for her to take this on. That normally she, you know, she kind of just put all of her other projects aside mm. to do, to to keep coming in for this show because she just felt so strongly about it. And she says that her views are actually like the exact opposite of Nana. Yes. Which I would have guessed. But, um, you know, I think that's interesting. And she also talks about um, all of the stereotypes and and everything that they kind of bring up in the show. And she thinks that Nana is what we quote, she, I quote her saying, is a great way to reach the other side. It's not just to represent an ignorant hater. It's a very well-informed hater. And she has an informed position. So I do think that that, you know, it, it comes out in the show. Nana We've comes, been talking about yeah, this a lot. So. She comes from a very informed point of view. And, you know, she's representing that side, even though that's not really what she believes in. And she also um, said that this part is very easy for me to play because I take myself and my own views and I flip them. So I think that's maybe where her, she's obviously very passionate about um, the other standpoint to the argument. And I think that that she uses it and it shows in it her acting. Does show. And I am predicting an Emmy nomination for her <gasps> next year. I am. I would love that. I love Sporting her. category. Oh my gosh. I said another, it right here. Another prediction. Well, I, I'm just going all out of order. I know. I'm sorry, you guys. Let's move into the regular predictions because somebody's trying to mess with our format. <laughs> What are you even going to say? I don't know. All right. Well, I'll I'll throw out mine just so so we put them on record and then put them in this little category right here since I love to go out of order. So I said, um, I mean, nomination for Ellen Bark in the supporting category. Yes. And then what was the cliffhanger to the end of the season is going to be the custody battle. Custody battle. That's right. So it's going to play out all season long. I think that is true. And I'm going to predict this is not as like amazing of predictions that you've been doing all night. But I'm just going to say we're going to find out the sex of the baby soon. And I vote boy. Yeah. Right. I I think so. I just we already have a girl with uh, Shania. Shania. I think it's going to be a boy. I, agree I don't know about the name yet. That will be next week. But I think boy. I think that's a good prediction. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and watching. We were very excited to buzz about the show with you guys. And now that we have a whole season, we'll tune be- in and watch. We will be here next week. Thanks so much. I'm Kristen Burtz. And I am Lauren Leonelli. That's right. And where can we find you, Kristen? At Kristen Burtz. It's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and my website. Hooray! Yay! From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.